Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pondering Popper podcast. We're going to be thinking about the Popper format, what's going on, what might happen, and uh, what you should play. How's it going, Diego? I am Cali Kais. Uh, hey, it's going pretty well. Uh, right now, uh, this is we're recording this on Monday the 10th. Uh, so I, the, uh, well, the challenger on the 9th was yesterday, obviously. Uh, so just coming off of the heels of that. Uh, but uh, we would like to, uh, in this episode, focus on uh, one specific deck that's been uh, popping up everywhere. Uh, and that is Mogwarts. But before we get into that, I think that uh, we should at least take a look at the past couple of challenges. Yeah, let's just look at the last uh, weekend. And uh, the deck that we're going to talk about today, uh, Mogwarts, did come in sixth and second, it looks like, in uh, the Saturday challenge. And. Didn't come in, didn't enter the top eight in Sunday, and I'm not seeing one. Yeah, I didn't see one in the top 32, so maybe Saturday players are a little bit more combo heavy. We're not really sure. Mm-hmm. There's a few combo players in the Saturday challenge. Yeah. But the Saturday challenge this week was Demir Fay, Mogwarts, Tron, Burn, Red, Green. Um, looks like just kind of mid-range with just the four acid moss Mm -hmm. just like i was talking about on the last one uh and then uh mogwarts and then tron Mm -hmm. a couple trons on sunday was blue black fey blue black fey tron blue red fey and then we got a walls deck just a straight up uh combo walls yep uh blue black fey again burn and then blue red fey so Sunday seems to be pretty fade dominated in the top eight. Yeah, there. Yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Faye has been everywhere. Like I, I think there hasn't been a league where I've faced. Let's see, faced two Faye this one. Yeah, I think I faced two Faye or Delver variants in my last three leagues uh, each time. It's yeah, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's just a safe play to be playing removal and counter spells. Makes a lot of sense. I think people are mostly thinking that the Demir Fey is better. But then at the same time, we saw, um, I guess, Barf and uh, Baiko de Gaia have been working together um, to work on their Demir Fey list. And they actually put out a sideboard guide and like a, 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 they put out a sideboard guide and a, deck strategy overview so that i think has made people want to play that more especially that both of them are listed as top place over the weekend yeah saw a bunch of demir fey today yeah it's uh it is right now it is just very efficient snuff out is good against uh walls it's good against uh stompy has been popping up a little more a little less now that uh it's becoming a little muddier whether uh a lot of people jumped on, like, I jumped onto it immediately after with Groff. Uh, I finished... Yeah. Eh? No, I don't think I made top eight that... Did I? No. I think I... I don't know. I think I was out of top eight on Breakers. Uh, so what is your opinion on uh, Groff and Stompy at this point? 
it's is it making it worse or better or just changing it i've talked about this a lot i don't i think personally i it's hard to say i don't think it's i think that honestly either way you go your win rate isn't going to change much it is definitely much worse into blue black bay with so much blue black bay around i do think that'll actually that actually will change your win rate because it is just so actively bad against it uh yeah you're just two for one yourself yeah uh, much easier con- yeah like constantly uh yeah it's it is interesting i think there is an argument as i said there's an argument to be made for uh both varieties i know i think that uh sacred devil's still on uh I think a bunch of stompy grinders are still on uh, the just mono green uh, or the previous plan with uh, Solana Wedgewalker. The works. It's a bit more straightforward. And uh, if you run into speed bumps with the Groff, like it's just basically asking you to have a really good mulligan draw. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, then you're kind of losing your efficiency. So I would say that if you don't play it at this moment, it just seems like your average value is going to be better, but you're still not going to spike as hard. Because mm-hmm. you could always go turn one Young Wolf, turn two Groff, and then you've got seven power on the board turn two, yeah. which is a lot. And then all that power is going to matter a lot versus decks that are dirtling or like a Lightning Bolt deck. Yeah, Because if you can get a 5-4 on the board, turn two on the play versus is it Bay? That's really bad for them. Yeah, I think. Whereas if you're playing Groff against Demir Fey and you play a 5-4, turn two on the play, they can just blast it. No big deal. Honestly, I do think it's... Obviously, there are definitely matchups uh, where the where it differs more, but right now I do think it's kind of a question of which variant of Fey is uh, popular, uh, blue-black or blue-red. Mm-hmm. And as we've been seeing, blue-black is very popular right now. I think it's um, a combination of Barf and Bicodegia holding the trophy leading, as well as it's just a really powerful deck. Um, I think Blue-Red is probably going to be better versus any sort of blue deck, just because Pyroblast is removal and counterspells. Mm-hmm. But Demir Fey has free spells, and free spells are really important when you're trying to get a ninja through. Yeah. Or interrupt any sort of combo deck. Yeah, it's and combo has been big. I guess that's we might as well talk about it now. But uh, Mogwarts has been very popular. Has been showing up in some challenges. Uh, you took second place, right? Yes, uh, I took second place. I decided against splitting just because I was streaming at the time, and uh, I put out a poll in chat. And I just personally, I don't really. I know that I wouldn't really consider it a win if I had split, so I just figured, you know, I'd rather have uh, second place than uh, the uncertainty. But yeah, they yeah. we had we had a uh, nut hands, but they had a uh, better ones. That was uh, House of Mana took that one down with uh, combo walls, or not combo walls, uh, hybrid walls. Yeah, which was funny because we had actually beaten them earlier. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, in a combo matchup, it's literally just who's going to be faster. So you have to get a, your good draw and uh, you didn't get there that game three. Right. So when it goes to three games, you know, it's kind of even. Yeah. 
I was on the draw game three. It was, yeah. But yeah. So we talked about this before, before um, the set released, but the deck is essentially you play first day of class, um, Putrid Goblin, and a Sacrifice Outlet, which is Skirk Prospector generally to make infinite red mana. Um, this makes it so that you can... Basically, once you make infinite red mana, you can either play Introduction to Prophecy from your sideboard or uh, use a Goblin Matron to get Flame Wake Invoker or um, in another build, just keep making Death Triggers to ping them with Hissing Iguanar. And that kind of will just go infinite and kill your opponent. Yeah. It's somewhat hard to deal with, I think, but maybe that's just from someone that doesn't have a lot of removal and counter spells. <laughs> Yeah, it's but there's uh there's basically two divergent um ideas at this point, would you say? Yeah, it's I think it's still uh last uh on Saturday, uh the there were as mentioned two Mogwort uh decks top 8 uh and it was one of each variant. There was a uh, one of the Blue Stalker variant uh which is what I top 8 with back 2 weeks ago. Uh what I got second place with two weeks ago, uh, which is basically it has the combo, uh, and you have, but basically it also has a very strong backup plan uh, with Hissing Iguanar, uh, for those of you who don't know what it is, three mana, three one, uh, Lizard, whenever another creature is put into a graveyard from play, you may have Iguanar deal one damage uh, to target player. So basically, if you land that after you have those infinite death triggers, it is a way to win. But also, it's really good if you're just, if you are in a matchup where it is really hard to assemble that combo, uh, which, especially in Fae matchups, I think it's actually very, it's definitely the better version against uh, Blue-Black, in my opinion, uh, because you're also running, like, Mog War Marshal, uh, which can just serve as sack fodder to get you more mana with Skirk Prospector but also can become, like, a real threat, especially because you're running, uh, I think, uh, Pepe Isra, or Pepe Isra? Pepe? I don't know. Uh, uh, but uh, they ran three Sledder effects, or did they only... Yeah, they ran three Sledder effects. For those, those of you who don't know, Goblin Sledder, one red mana, sacrifice a goblin, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Now, uh, mm -hmm. this is the... This is the matron-based win-con. Because, so, say you have uh, infinite mana, but you don't have, you don't have, like, you're not running, uh, the Iguanar version Iguanar. doesn't run any uh, flame wake, and you, if you don't have Iguanar in hand, how are you going to get it? You don't have a tutor effect. Uh, so what you do there is, uh, you, if you have goblin matron, or uh, what you can do is goblin matron, search up, the rest of your goblin matrons, chain those together, uh, get a goblin sledder, and by that point, uh, you also get to draw off of your uh, introduction of prophecy. If you have any faithless lootings, you can flash them back. Uh, but if you somehow blank on Iguanars through that, uh, you'll probably still have hit goblins because you're running 26 creatures and 23 of those are goblins. So you'll most likely have hit some more goblins, and when they enter the battlefield, they all have haste uh, because of first day of class. Whenever a creature enters the battlefield and control, it gets plus one, plus one, and it gains haste. So not only does that make your putrid go infinite, it means every single uh, 
goblin you play out will uh, serve as an attacker. So basically, if they don't have enough unblocked attack blocker or unblocked or untapped creatures to serve as blockers, if you have uh, more goblins than they have blockers, then you will win off of Goblin Slaughter because you swing in with everything. Uh, whatever they don't block, you pump infinitely with the Goblin Slaughter, and uh, that's lethal. It is weak to uh, it is weaker to a fog kill, uh, but honestly, it's I think that the being able to have that backup plan without giving up too many slots uh, does make Iguanar very nice. So, do you think that the one of them is faster than the other? Like, what is potentially causing it to go up? Or which one has it gotten? I guess they've both gotten similar results, right? Yeah. They've seen five O's from both each week. And Baiko Dejia was a storm player originally, so I think he likes to play more spells based combo yeah. versus uh, like creature based combo, which makes sense. He's got um, Flame Wake Invoker for the infinite mana outlet to just dome the opponent. And then the other thing is he's playing Pyromatics, which is uh, one in a red, you deal one damage to any target or target creature or player, but it has Replicate for one in a red, so if you make 40 mana, you can shoot them for 20, and they can't counter every spell. So it gets around counter spells, but not a, not a Prismatic Strands. Yeah, it also... It, and then... If they have counter Yeah, spell, you can wipe the, the board and stuff. Yeah, but if they have counter spell... They yeah, you're right. right. If they have counter spell, they already day. did it, probably, right? Uh, it, does, it does have the benefit of being infinite. So what you can do is, if they tap down for a removal spell, uh, you then, first day of class... Uh, create infinite mana, uh, then pyromatic in response to that. Uh, so that's and it is an instant. So yeah. yeah, you can win it like at any moment. Yeah. So it, which is scary. It is that is definitely the boon of it because it is like yeah, it is in, invulnerable to counterspell, but most likely they would have spent their counterspell. But yeah, it's so y- it is. You ended up playing to the top eight in with one variant and then you've played the other one a little bit yeah can you describe like how they play out differently well so uh you actually asked earlier about speed both of them are kind of similar in speed one of that like it uh i think i do think the straight obviously the straight combo list is a little faster it can get that early win a little more consistently but most of the time, especially with such, uh, with so much blue black running around and blue red, uh, your game is going to drag out a little. And I don't think that it, I don't know that it's fast enough to justify, like that's enough of an improvement to, uh, in speed to justify losing points in that matchup, uh, because it. So if the opponent is going to interrupt you, um. You're, you're you're talking about like snuff out and removal spells being a problem to slow you down. Mm-hmm. Are they just blasting your skirt prospectors and then you just don't have an unearth? Yeah. Or how does that work? Yeah, it's well, you do run uh, four unearths in either version, but it if they have interruption, they are you're going to it is going to take pretty much the same amount of time for both variants to either recover or set up a way to win through interruption so it's not in those interactive matchups you aren't making a huge amount of different 
difference speed wise and uh in my opinion the straight combo version is much worse in that matchup just because having the backup plan of running out these mog war marshals and uh goblin sledders is really good against blue black uh yeah because they don't have infinite uh removal spells yeah it just seems like it yeah uh but you can tax their resources and then while they're taking out your alternate win con, then you can just set up the normal win. Uh, whereas all you can really do with the straight combo version is try and get like your duress or enough unearths plus enough black mana. Uh, and you don't have any sort of clock. You can still like have like Putrid Goblin's a two, two, you do have a, couple of one ones in the straight combo version but it's not the same you're not putting the same amount of yeah it seems board. really slow attack wise to me yeah so you don't but have that so from my perspective as like the familiars or the you know whatever slow combo i'm playing what what should i be trying to kill or versus try to hold up mana for uh trying to counter first day of class like if, if they play turn one skirk prospector do i just immediately kill it on the spot or do I, if I only have one interaction piece, do I just wait and hope that they don't have any backup? Honestly, do you need to be proactive? Yeah. Or this, I know it's the least helpful answer, but it really depends. Uh, it because it runs unearth because they have matron to get extra copies. If you have counterspell, unless you really need to like keep bodies off of the board. If you have a counter spell and you can only counter one spell that turn, you should always go for the first day of class uh, because they can't unearth that. They can't get a repeat copy off Goblin Matron. Uh, they're just at they just have to loot and whisper for it, so they have less redundancy with it. Uh, My problem has been just only being able to hold up one blue blast or something, mm -hmm. and then they just go duress your blue blast. You die. Yeah. So you you kind of need two copies, which is mm -hmm. frustrating because I can't I can't impact the board while I'm doing that. Yeah, which I think makes the the blue stalker list a bit better because you're pressuring them from a lot of angles. But then yeah. his list is not playing duress, correct? Uh, yeah, no, it's only got it post board. Uh, there's four main board copies in uh, the straight combo. At least uh, what Hamuda got second place, splitting the finals uh, on Saturday with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I I wonder about Metamorphose over um, Street Wraith, but I guess it's like if you're kind of flooded on red mana, it can help. Oh yeah, no, Metamorphose, it's not even for the cycling. It's, it is, I think Metamorphose is a, one of the nicer, like kind of conditional cards to have in that deck because or in uh, the combo version uh, because they also run uh, shred memory uh which it yeah it can tutor for both your uh putrid goblin or first day of class but it takes two black mana and it can also search for pyromatics but it takes two black mana and a lot of the time you're going to be way tighter on black mana so uh, especially because when you go infinite with prospector you're only generating red mana uh this can be helped by impulsive pilferer uh when which is a one mana one one goblin that reads when it dies create a treasure token uh not only that but it also has encore for four mana uh three in a red 
uh, and Encore Commander Legends uh, ability, which reads, exile this card from your graveyard. For each opponent, create a token copy that attacks that opponent this turn if able. So you can effectively flash it back from your graveyard once you've made infinite red mana, sack it to get a black mana, uh, cast, er, in case you need, so like, you can make uh, two, you can make red mana from it, and then you can also filter that pilfer into double black mana, which is yeah. nice. It's, yeah, it's a very, it's very nice to have. It also means that you're almost never getting it off of Matron. I can't really think of a situation where I want it off of Matron, uh, but technically, if there was some scenario, like if you had no more sweaters in your deck, or if they had fogs, uh, you can uh, use it to get black mana to maybe cast a Knight's Whisper. Uh, yeah, or if, it, it seems like sort of like a ritual in this deck. Yeah, it's, uh, it also enables the turn to kill, uh, which I have not pulled off, but it is possible. What's the percentage chance for that? Oh, man. I, uh, I don't know, uh, but my guess is not very high. Is this deck just Neoform and Popper? I think it's, yeah. The thing is, Neoform doesn't, didn't really have a... Like, it, had, it could have a backup plan, but it uh, kind of lived or died on that turn to kill. This is more... Uh, a, it's a resilient combo because you have that much redundancy, uh, but it also can, it has that redundancy without giving up speed because I have won on turn three a number of times. I can consistently win on turn four uh, without interaction. It's a very fast deck. So what, um, how often do you just whiff on ever seeing first day of class? Because it's only a four of, and that's your combo piece. Thanks to Faithless Looting and Night's Whisper, it's not... It's not incredibly common to whiff on a first day. More often, I get a first day countered, uh, but or in a situation where it's kind of, yeah, I could hold on to it, but the situation isn't getting any better by holding on to it. Either I just don't have any other play, or... It does, I'm not. I don't usually try and force it. Uh, that I mm. don't necessarily try and force it every single time, just because, as you said, it's only a four of. Uh, but it is a. Uh, it can, when it can. Uh, you can just blank and never draw it in the. Uh, the mid rangey, well, the, with the uh, Iguanar list. Uh, when you're playing the yeah. straight combo list, you have a billion draw spells. Uh, well, yeah, and they have effectively five copies of it because they're playing Shred Memory. Yeah, it's. Uh, Although I saw, I think I saw Biko playing more than one Shred Memory and more than more than one Pyromanics. I yeah, I cannot get behind more than one Shred Memory. I don't know. That just seems kind of crazy to me. But it was. It, it looks like it's three pyromatics and one shred memory. I yeah, I don't know how that worked out. But I mean, it well, did. his list is like, it's literally all four ofs. Yeah. So it's four skirt prospector, four future goblin, four matron, four street wraith, and then one invoker. Yeah. Four duress, four unearth, four first day, four nice whisper, four ransack the lab, 
which is um, look at the top three and put one in your hand, the rest in your graveyard, which is pretty good with Unearth. Yeah. So he's just like, is just straight up all in. Yeah. I, yeah. Interesting. I think that's, I do think that's a, like, as I was saying, I think it's a viable take. Uh, the combo is fast enough that there is something to be gained by focusing all in on it. But I think, especially, as I was saying, Faye is everywhere. I think that you don't have to give up that much speed and consistency while having the backup plan. Which one would be better um, against something like Affinity? Because that's been pretty popular, too. Uh, against Affinity, I would say straight combo is uh, better. But, well... I would say that in that it can go either way. If they have like only if they have galvanic blasts like if they draw their galvanic blasts, I would much rather have the uh backup plan because you more marshal is very good at stalling uh Yeah, they don't have trample. Yeah. So that's it's uh so I would rather have the uh backup plan. Just because I don't like when you're running for duress, I do think they run more swamps. Uh, in I know, oh, only one more swamp, but uh, so it's not guaranteed that you can get that turn one or uh, hmm. even necessarily turn two duress if you have like as far as the duress game. goes. Uh, yeah, but and you really need those. It can still be good like after turn two in case they are holding, like, a fling in hand, but it loses a lot of value when you can't hit a Prophetic Prism or a Thought Cast. So it seems like in a, if you're just trying to be a two ships passing in the night, you want to play the straight-up combo version because mm -hmm. that's going to be the most effective way at going infinite. But if you're trying to actually play a game where you have a side plan of being grindy, you want to play the, the more creature-heavy version. Yeah. I think, honestly, this... I think that the reason that the uh, combo version is doing well at all is because it is very good against uh, the grindy version. It's like it's very good against it. The grindy version runs. Oh, it's because you you win in the mirror. Yeah, it wins so it wins very consistently in the mirror uh, because the grindy mm -hmm. version it still it doesn't have a bunch of interaction. You've got uh, you have a not well wisher goblin version uh sparksmith uh you have sparksmith uh and you have tar fire and that's it <laughs> that's all of your yeah. interaction whereas uh they do have interaction in the form of duress and they uh set up equally as fast uh if not faster so it uh that almost always shakes out in their favor i've lost two five o's to uh only losing to the mirror with uh, them on combo yeah it's it does have a pretty significant advantage there and with so much mongwards running around i do think that is the reason that uh we see it so one of the other uh i think that pretty much covers the mongwards deck what do you think uh i'd say mostly yeah uh i think so did you see what came in 13th on saturday wait because it was blue red snack oh my god I yeah. Campo has been loving this list, and uh, I I thought it was going to be kind of a meme, but um, the content creator Snapbolt 
he put serpentine curve in a list with pieces of puzzle and just a bunch of uh, control elements along with one fling and one maximized velocity to essentially just control the game and then make a 2020 and send it at your opponent. Yeah. It's interesting. It's uh yeah, I'm actually going to, it might be up by the time it comes out, but I'm actually uh, re- going to record, uh, I have all the cards here. I'm going to record a uh, flavor of the week with it. Uh, uh-huh. Hopefully that does end up seeing the light of day, but I've been, I I like it. I I played a fair bit of Blue Red Goblin Wizardry. Yeah, uh, that was a fun. That deck. was yeah, and I think that was a lot of fun. Uh, not being an instant. So is this one better, worse, similar? Well, it's it's certainly doing better than Goblin Wizardry ever did. Uh, hmm. I well, Wizardry was around during the Deprive meta, so yeah. Well, I think honestly that's almost in Wizardry's favor because it uh, worked better against counter spells. I kind of wonder if people that didn't play Goblin Wizardry because it wasn't quite as sweet as making a twenty twenty fractal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know, but that was that's kind of sweet that the uh, the new set has had that impact. I don't think there's any other decks that really have made any changes i've seen some uh campuses out of tehran yeah but that's not super abnormal yeah and uh they just slotted in a game lands uh got while not a you, bonders not ornament. even every tron is playing it yeah uh yeah as close to a bonders ornament as you're gonna get on a land uh yep yeah so there's a couple other um Combo decks in the format, but really just only Walls has been doing well with House of Mana uh, constantly playing the challenges, and he's been top eighting quite a bit. Yeah. So who knows? Do you think it's just that the volume or Walls is well positioned? Uh, I would say like if it's a competent player, I think Walls is. I think combo Walls is actually a bit better against Fey. Personally, I just find it a little more resilient. You got reaping in the pulse main board. Uh, you are faster typically to set up a like deterministic win. Uh, well, you actually have a deterministic win. One thing uh, it does. Cascade creatures are nice against counter spells, but I don't know if that is enough to get over the fact that they are really soft to removal. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I, uh, I mean, depending on the removal spells, I guess. Yeah. Because the giant thing can't be killed by a lightning bolt. Yeah. But uh, the dinosaur also doesn't matter. It's not super fast. It doesn't, like, win you the game. Yeah. Although Walls does have Tuck Tuck. It does. To slam it with dinos right away. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, it is definitely, it's a little closer. But, yeah. Hmm. I'd say- and then we have... The most recent affinity list that people seem to be on is the one by Luffy. Yeah. I think he started popularizing it, but it's basically Grixis affinity. Yeah. Uh, playing Disciple of the Vault, Atog, and then four Mutant Enforcers mm-hmm. with like two random Frogmites and a Trinket Mage. Yeah. And the idea is that Disciple of the Vault drains your opponent for one. It's not a drain, it's just they lose one life when, uh, whenever uh, an artifact's put in the graveyard. So it's kind of like an onboard fling. Yeah. So if you have two of those, you can just 
like on board fling right away and then you also have he has one makeshift munitions in the board two or in the uh, main deck and then like if you have two disciple of the vaults every artifact becomes a lightning bolt just a pretty quick destroy your opponent kill yeah it's honestly it's like it kind of goes under uh yeah gorilla shaman i think yeah that's the thing is it it is a lot faster uh than like the freaking green uh terapist fortress list uh and we did yeah. see just guy affinity for a bit it's faster than that uh i well it's strong i've had my opponent go disciple of the vault turn two disciple of the vault turn three atog kill you yeah it's very fast and it's i am not a i think it's good i don't like playing against it just because i dislike affinity i do think it's good and a little better against uh gorilla shaman uh yeah yeah i it's it is definitely something to watch out for uh if you're playing what on playing you leagues don't forget your speaking of uh disliking affinity we had a little bit of a discussion in one of the popper discords uh, i think yesterday about like um the meta being defined around decks that do well against decks that are like fragile kind of i would say like hexproof and affinity where it, there's a good way to hate them out but you have to be prepared for it so then something like tron um as like a really good fog deck it gets around bogles and gets around stompies like nut draws by just being like okay i'll take these things and just um make them invalidated yeah. so then because stomp because tron is so good at invalidating those things and so good at crushing mid-range then everyone has to figure out a way to beat tron when really tron was just trying to figure out a way to beat the affinity think there's any merit to that uh mm. it's just is that just how like a meta de develops i honestly i don't think that i think the reason that Tron and like blue black are good against fragile decks is because they're very efficient and bonkers uh and they don't have to bend over backwards to be good against those decks because they yeah. are so efficient and uh well positioned against a wide variety of threats. I mean for a long time we saw blue red fey being the best deck. Yeah. Uh it was like Tron, Fey and Boros Monarch. And then now it seems like blue black fey is just better and is is snuff out making that much of a difference? I know snuff out was huge when fall from favor mattered because snuff out could take out almost any fall from favor target. So that made sense for them to be really big and then they could play fall from favor as well. So now post fall from favor being gone, it's kind of like, okay, we maybe the meta's too fast for scred. Yeah because Scred isn't going to be able to kill a lot of things until turn four, and then it's just not able to keep pace, especially when something like Walls is pumping out hundreds of dudes on turn three or turn four. Yeah, It's more of a necessity, as I was saying, like, I think, I wouldn't say that's entirely wrong, that uh, the bigger impact, or that the, like, abundance of fragile decks makes, kind of skews the meta towards uh, those like interactive decks but i think that 
we are in a meta where being able to interact twice as soon as possible is really strong because you only have yeah. a removal spell or a counter spell. Malgords gets you with an unearth. Uh, you only have, uh, yeah, when you have to choose between yeah. one of them. But uh, when you don't have to choose, it uh, gets, a, gets a whole lot better. That makes sense. And there isn't, I think, again, Stompy's been showing up a little, but I don't think it's enough of a credible threat. To, well, not, not Stompy, it's enough that was good against Stompy. Or is good against Stompy. Uh, burn. That's what I'm saying. You mean Bogles. Well, burn and Bogles. Yeah, like decks that punish snuff out aren't really. Yet. Well, we have seen burn um, show up almost all the time. Chicken and Ruffles. Ruffles came in fourth place on Saturday. Let's see about Sunday. Sunday there was one. Uh, we have a seventh place in burn and a thirteenth place burn. I think people are just like trying to manage the other decks and then burn can just sneak in there. Yeah. We have a ninth place burn on Saturday. Yeah. It I don't let's see if there's any uh weirdness in their lists. I saw some crazy things lately. I saw um well we saw somebody playing a braid and uh Oh yeah. Uh, Thunderous Wrath in the Popper Invitational and Burn. And then a bunch of people have been playing um Pyroblast in the sideboard. This burn list is playing Crimson Fleet Commodore in the sideboard. Really? That surprises me a lot. That is. <laughs> I never expected to see something like that. How are they going How to How are they getting four get mana? Four lands? <laughs> that seems wow, very ambitious. Like more power to you if you can make it work, but <laughs> that was... And they're playing Blazing Volley over um Electricery. Mm, or I Martyr. Guess that makes sense. Okay, so let me think about this. They're playing Blazing Volley instead of Electricery, but they're also playing Crimson Fleet Commodore. Uh huh. So that's that's a concession in. Oh man. I think the thing is they they think okay, I'm never gonna make it to two lands for Electricery, but I'm also gonna make it to four lands for Crimson Fleet Commodore. I think it's. It's. I don't. I'm not getting it. Maybe they. And then the other the other list is playing Pyroblast, yeah. which uh, I'm not sure is the best way to manage what you want to be doing yeah i'd rather um, just have in my opinion pyroblast is just not better than lightning bolt yeah because you have a blast instead of a bolt uh yeah it's the same as uh having two bolts when they actually have interaction but when you're in a top deck off uh and you have a pyroblast and they're at three life it uh, feels a little silly if uh that's yeah. your window when they don't have a uh, counter spells I think electric like blazing volley just seems baffling to me when Mogwarts is like this was yeah this was Saturday Mogwarts has been around for like yeah three Mogwarts weeks. is instant speed it's, so maybe they lost to Mogwarts it's yeah I don't know because they came in fourth and Mogwarts was in second it makes I think it's a very suspect choice uh, though Burn is pr pretty favored against Mogwarts in my opinion. It's kind of similar. And that's just because they're advancing their game plan while destroying your thing? Yeah. They, or because they have a lot of instant speed interaction? Uh, basically, their win con also, them being able to say, okay, I just have a, I can just throw a bolt over at a creature, and they have to, they're playing a bunch of tap lands, that does set them back. Uh, or I can just mm -hmm. hold up my bolt in case they do try and win, and if they've dedicated the time to like powering out trying to power out that early win then they probably don't have their backup plan in full force uh 
I think you're probably burn is good versus creature based combo is what we're saying yeah. here, except for affinity maybe. Yeah, uh, but that's like it's great against walls. Uh, it the uh, I think it is that is now that I'm thinking about it, this must be another matchup where having four duress is very nice uh, in the uh, mm -hmm. combo list, like in the full combo list. Uh, but yeah, so if you are expecting a lot of burn, I do think this would probably be the way to go. Yeah. All right. I can't look at burn lists too long. My brain hurts. Or burn sideboards too long. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is. I uh, was able to make a 5-0 with my Pedal Festival list and then just continuously dumpstering every league since mm -hmm. then. So I peaked at one point. So I'm happy about that. <laughs> I'm just kind of putting it off to the sideboard. And then my uh, I, I get my combo on through playing familiars and uh, cutting the main combo from the list and doing better that way. Yeah, I <laughs> So I just play blue-white ephemerate, I guess. Yeah. I have been working five or four to five days a week uh, for the past three weeks, so I have not had time to play like more than a league a week or like two leagues a week then maybe get like two in on the weekend or one in on the weekend, uh, which has let, left me uh, without practice for the last couple of challenges. Uh, yeah, but you're actually making real money. Yeah, that's true. Instead of magic bucks. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's... Uh... So, do you want to speculate at all on what Modern Horizons is going to bring? It's going to be... A month and a week, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh man, I I don't know how to feel because on one hand, uh, I did really enjoy playing even with the busted decks that came out of Modern Horizons. I I wonder if it was that just before Modern Horizons came out, it the popper format was kind of stale because we'd had Boros Monarch and Fey and Tron for like three millennia it felt like yeah and uh then we had the blue black um kill you forever um blue black x drops like just running the show for like six months and then that got nixed with blue monday and then everything was just kind of like new and different and then yeah we were all trying to figure it out it's in retrospect it's surprising how long it took for jeskai ephemerate to come out yeah it uh yeah it also did kneecap so. boros and i think it's a kind of, I think it's a little telling that uh, a lot of enjoyable popper metas or just big popper meta shifts occur when something just invalidates Boros because it is by far the weakest out of the three. Uh, it just hmm. has, I like prismatic strands just makes it a deck. Uh, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, if Boros Monarch is not going to be good enough in the versus the rest of the field to put down Faye, then Faye becomes really huge. Yeah. And I think we talked about before that um like Ponza just destrominates uh blue or white red monarch stuff. So then Faye gets to just run over Ponza and then Ponza also kinda like pushes out Tron a little bit. Not because it's consistently doing well at doing it, but it like inconsistently will destroy Tron. So then you just have a Fey meta again. Yeah. And like Ponza, there's so many Ponza pilots. It's so people like to people like to play fun decks, I think. 
And sometimes when you get to have all the fun, then uh, even better. Yeah, I actually this week got to maybe it was last week, but I got to see somebody playing um, Cascade Tron, Cascade Altasaur into Boarding Party into Moldrifter. I think I saw that like barely after. I've seen that a couple of times. I maybe I just <laughs> maybe I just cursed myself by having. Oh man. I. I my I. It's I trade off my luck. I because I'll have that one week where I had an immaculate boggles run to fourth place, and then I will proceed to draw every single land in my deck for the next two weeks. For example, I finished I finished second two weeks ago, and uh, the both of the last two I have uh, dropped after two and three rounds respectively. Uh, yeah. Oh man. Have you uh, seen anything else happening in the Hopper meta? It seems like it's pretty solid now. I saw um, Bryant Cook put uh, Mystical Teachings in Songs of the Damned, or in uh, Cycle Storm. And then he was working on um, Metal Festival Twiddle Storm with me for a while, but then he actually realized that he was having so much fun playing it that he went to play Modern. <laughs> play Modern Twiddle Storm and then started doing well with that, so now he's just avoiding Popper and <laughs> playing Modern again. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is silly. But yeah, it uh I think again affinity showing up and Fey being everywhere are just kind of the main things yeah, outside I, of Mogwarts. I have not seen um Mono White Heroic at all. I don't know what that means. I've been running into Mono White I've been seeing Mono White Heroic a bunch. I just played it in my last match actually. Uh, I all right, so that's a time that's just a randomness thing, yeah. Right? I think that, but again, I don't have a big enough sample size to I I might also just be certainly not because I keep insulting mono white heroic and so it shows up and it's like, <laughs> oh, oh, here's your poetic justice, and then I'll beat it anyway because it's mono white heroic. Uh, but huh. it will occasionally get me sometimes, uh, yeah. I see, uh I'm looking through the list and I see that Sandpop played Affinity, which is literally, it's just Atog Shift. Yeah. But playing Disciple of the Vault. And I don't know what the Atog Shifts list were like before. I think they played Gear Seeker instead of the Disciple of the Vault. Yeah, they played Gear Seeker. There so, wasn't Disciples. That's interesting. But he's not playing any Muddle of the Mixtures, just uh, hoping to draw into an Atog and blast you. So maybe that's not good enough. Yeah. Um yeah, it's been it's been pretty standardized, uh just seeing blue black bay crush everyone consistently. I did I it's just I did it's soul crushing to get snuffed out. <laughs> yeah. I did lose a four one to uh the mirror again with combo. Uh that where I accidentally I was in a league where I accidentally registered Gorilla Shaman mainboard. I didn't run into any affinity. <laughs> that was the only league where I missed every affinity. <laughs> Uh, oh man it, yeah what an opportunity lost I know, that's it's the luck thing it's though i mean i actually I started one, so yeah i started putting gorilla shaman in my sideboard in blue white familiars as like an, an extremely aggressive splash in the sideboard just like one mountain and three gorilla shamans because if i ever see affinity i want them to just really hate that they chose to play affinity <laughs> that's the thing like Affinity and even Bogles is just, it's so easy to hate out, but it also is so powerful that 
it's still worth playing it. And then sometimes people are going to not put their hate in their sideboard, so you're going to win. Yeah. Or people will be on decks. Every time I play Affinity, I get Gorilla Shaman. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. It's it's the... We talked about how um, the instant speed make a 4-4 out of a creature artifact. That that was going to be interesting. And I don't think it's seen really any play. I think... uh, I think Raptor 56 may have 5-0'd with it, and then that was basically it. It showed up. People are just really all in on this, like, um, this uh, Grixis yeah. list right now, I it think. It showed up in a list, like, immediately after, but never caught on. I I, I am interested by it, uh, but there is... I do think there is a difference between a 4-4 and a 5-5, so it's not, it's not quite a... Uh, what's it? What's that... The in soul artifact. That's Angler? it. No, in soul artifact. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we saw a really wacky two ticket deck come in eleventh place on Saturday. Um, a mono black control playing Lash of Malice, which is one black target creature gets plus two minus two until end of turn, and uh, essence four essence infusion, which is one and a black sorcery, put two plus one plus one counters on target creature, it gets lifelink until end of turn. I and then four sign in blood, four chainers edict, four defile. No cast downs or anything. No cast downs. Uh they're just I don't even know how this works. They've got some Hunger of Skulls? Yeah, it's really strange. I think that they're trying to maximize bone picker in this list. Yeah. No Garys, which I'm a fan of. Because they've got eight one mana, um, eight one mana ways to kill a creature. Yeah, that's crazy. But, sorry, this was Sunday's list, but that's pretty intense. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, I'm glad people are uh, experimenting, even with uh, mono black control. Mm. Well, I mean, they cut a couple of the terrible cards, so you still got a bunch <laughs> of the other terrible cards, but. You know, he but General Scud has been playing mono black control forever. Yeah. Oh no, also mostly mono white heroic, I guess, if you go back in time. But uh, lots of mono black too. Interesting. Yeah. Are you going to branch out into any other formats or are you gonna stay in popper? Uh I'm things are getting crazy. Yeah, I'm planning on staying in popper. I might I really don't wanna go into arena. Like I no, it's not. It, I don't want to spend extra money to get cards that I can't get give away. Yeah, or I can't like trade off. Um, that's just what bothers me right now. Yeah, it. I I really hate the economy. I uh, I occasionally talk about this, but I was actually a closed beta tester for Arena, and that was me too. Yeah. I I got on I got on Arena beta. And I just thought it was not very, not very fun. Yeah. I like that magic online. Just it's basically paper magic. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want things to be flying around. Yeah, I understand that people like yeah. it. So people like the. I'm not going to yuck your yum. People like the kind of visual Hearthstoney spectacle. I just think it's a real different beast than paper magic. Like I care more about the technical practicality than the flair. I guess. Yeah. It's. Yeah, different strokes in that aspect, but I just like almost all of the feedback I ever sent was fix the economy. This is ridiculous. 
in. But it's on purpose. So. Yeah. Uh, I think for the upcoming weeks, we'll probably try to look and see if Mogwarts makes a bigger impact. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. We'll see. Maybe this blue red snake. Or I, people have been experimenting with blue black snake. Yeah, I lost to that. And, uh, yeah. yeah. It, with Mogwarts? Yep, a combo Mogwarts. I would not have lost to that with normal Mogwarts. Just too many uh, discards and removal spells. Yeah. For your for your four ways to deal. Yeah. Yeah, I can understand that happening. And then I think Affinity is going to be a big player for a little while. Um, until I, well, I was going to say before with Is It Fey not being the main Fey. Yeah. I yeah. think that's why Affinity is back because. Fewer people are playing Gorilla Shaman in the side. Yeah. Part. Also, uh, Boros being taken out behind a shed uh, definitely yes. helps. There's no, there's no red players. Yeah. And yeah, in this, in the most, um, wow, this is in the fifteenth place. Um, is it Fey list by Briv? He's playing a Delver Fey list, playing zero Gorilla Shaman, and playing uh, a Raven form. Ah. Inspire Golem. So things are crazy. Things are happening. People are experimenting a lot. I, so I like. That I have lot. played against that list with uh, it. I like experimentation, but at some point, I think when I see a Delver of Secrets, Augur of Bolas, Ninja the Deer, like Fairy Seer, Spire Golem, I that I do think that Crimson Fleet Commodore goes really well with Delver of Secrets because it is a feeder. It's crazy. Azure Fleet or Crimson a, Fleet? A five-two that oh, yeah. gives you cards is it really nuts. Out. Yeah, I I just I think there are. I like when I. I just never see those Delvers flip. I'll just see those Delvers stay as one ones uh, forever, and it doesn't matter if I win or lose that match. I'm walking away with a bad feeling in my mouth. Like even when I win, maybe I'll try this out. Yeah. I'm really not a good Delver player, but I think it would make sense to play Blue Red Fey with Scred Bolt and just play it as Mono Blue Fey and put Crimson Fleet Commodore in or something mm -hmm. with Fire Golems. I think people have experimented with that and it just hasn't really taken off. Azure Fleet's been played in, uh, like, it's seen play in uh, both of Barfs and Pico Tegia's uh, Blue Black lists. Uh, yeah, it seems like uh, most of these Fey lists, whether they're blue, black, or blue, red, are playing at least two Monarch cards. Yeah, it's uh, it's still a strong mechanic, especially when you have Snuff Out. It, uh, I think blue... Turn four Monarch on the play will wreck you. Yeah. Oh, man. Mm. I'm, I'm fine with well, seeing less Monarch, even if it's still there. Just, uh... Hmm. Yeah. I think, uh... That's all we've got for this week. Do you have anything else you want to bring up? No, that's pretty much it. Uh, I would say if you have the funds for it, and of course, always, in my opinion, always swap out Pyroblasts for Red LML Blasts, not for functionality, but because a playset of Pyroblast costs $33 right now on Magic Online. Yikes. Uh, so just to reduce the cost, do yourself a favor and just use Red Blasts. It does occasionally. I think it's come up maybe once for me where I would want to trigger Reaping the Graves, get an extra storm count. But I think I was able to anyways. Uh, but it, it, I like just honestly, for like to cut off a big part of the price, I just play Red Blasts. 
Yeah. Um, what do you think about playing one shred memory in the in the non combo list? No. Is it too mana intensive? It's too mana intensive. I yeah, I'm not a fan. What I would like to see is everyone experiment and then come back and then I'll just copy your list this time. <laughs> I'm always experimenting and losing. Mm. Yeah. It uh yeah. <laughs> I think I am glad that people are that we have a new deck based off of new cards. I like it a lot. Yeah, we yeah, it keeps the hype up, which is great. I want to see if Snake does really catch on. I mean, it's... The other thing is people like playing uh, blue-red control. Yeah. Is it control is uh, highly played in a lot of formats, I think. It's the mix of people like playing blue-red and people like playing Timmy creatures. And this showed yeah. up as, like, why not both? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just don't get it countered. <laughs> uh, you, only, you only got four of those. You're not playing any stream of thoughts. Yeah. Gotta make sure you have that counterspell up. Oh god, imagine the mirror. That's <laughs> definitely where blue black would shine. Yeah. Nice well, they're playing wizardry and stuff. Yeah. Alright, man. If we want to see your Mogwarts videos, is it all on your Twitch? Is it on YouTube? Uh the VOD oh VODs, I actually I still haven't I haven't been able to put up the uh second place finish just because i'll always download the wrong vod because it's broken up into like four because my stream cut out at one point uh <laughs> but uh yeah the vods on twitch uh the i do have a flavor of the week with it uh which i it was my first league with it so i punted horribly game one uh but did end up recovering uh, I only really started to catch on how to learning how to actually play the deck halfway through the second place finish. Uh, nice. Yeah, it's that's a good moment for it. It's I like that there's a lot of room for skill expression. I think it's a very fun and very like complicated deck, but at the same time, sometimes you do just have that turn three kill. Uh, yeah, be sure to join the Mogwarts Discord if you're interested in it because there's a lot of unintuitive sack this then that then this then that then this then do this then that then that and then yeah. you just win on turn two and you're like what <laughs> yeah there's a lot of outs to play into there yeah it's a it's a really interesting deck and i'm really glad it exists now i'm just waiting for it to be banned and tron to stay around well uh, maybe we'll get something else new that'll be fun i don't think my heart if anybody that. wants to <laughs> if anybody wants to learn about the pedal festival deck or the familiars deck just hit me up on twitter j-a-k-e-a-l-s um, or i'm cali kai's on all the discords and uh reddit and uh i think that's it for me yeah so thank you everyone for listening to the pondering popper podcast and we will talk to you soon see you guys next time